What's up, kickbackers? This is Sabrina with my girl Sharika and our brother EB, inviting you to sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of The Kickback. What's up? How you doing? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas? We're still like almost two weeks early, but I guess people be saying it all throughout December for whatever reason. It be throwing me off sometimes when people be saying it. I'm like, my birthday still got to pass. I don't know what y'all saying. Merry Christmas, for. Oh. <laughs> I'm doing good. Living life, enjoying it. Another week in this great month of December. And I would say as far as my temp, I'm probably in the mid-80s. Feeling good. So, Sharika, how things on your end? Listen, I am sitting at a 45 right now. Just because I am overwhelmed, Okay. I'm feeling the work pressures and all the things. You know, when Christmas is fun and great and it's a great time of celebration, but then there's like that busyness of Christmas and you feel like, oh my gosh, I gotta do this. I gotta do that. I gotta get this done and that. And then I, so I feel the panic of Christmas today. I will shortly be back to the joys and fun and movies and cuteness of Christmas, but today I feel the busyness and pressures of Christmas, and it has got me feeling overwhelmed and under the weather. Not sick, but you know, the tempest low over here. But God is still great, and so for that, I shall rejoice. Coming to the podcast always lifts my spirits and mood, so for now, it's low, but my spirits are on their way up. Sabrina, how are you doing today? You know, I'm feeling a little discouraged. I'm oh. feeling a little spirit of flipping the tables. I go in the extremes, right? Listen. <laughs> I don't know what kind of animal it is that like, well, I shouldn't say what kind of animal, but I feel like there's some animals like you, you step on them or something at first, they're shocked and then they bite and then they strike, right? So that's how I am. Like a or, snake? Yeah. Oh, no. I don't want to compare myself to Oh, I mean, there's one they strike. I mean, <laughs> all right, scratch that. I'm not snake like, but I am very much first. I get hurt feelings and then I get angry. Mm. So I'm just feeling a little bit, you know what? I'm just going to say it devalued, unappreciated <gasps> at the workplace. <sighs> and, you know, I don't care that I'm saying it here because I've said it at work before and there are situations that get me there. And here's a crazy thing, Evie and Sharika, I know that I'm not, I know the people that I feel this way about would affirm me, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes it's just like that, not one, because there's several one little things that make me feel like I'm, it's all a big thing. But then in those moments when I'm on the clock Googling other jobs, I just remember, <laughs> Didn't I just tell them that this is my dream job? <laughs> Didn't I just? Oh my God. I, know, I know it's the enemy. So I was feeling some type of way, but then I was like, ooh, this mortgage is getting paid. I have food <laughs> in my bellies. I'm literally okay. And then I remember, honestly, and this isn't true for all of you women out there. So don't be offended. But about once a month, I get in my feelings. And that's just the time that it is. So I'm actually doing great. I'm not going to lie. I did feel a little discouraged and annoyed, but honestly, I'm too blessed to be stressed. Well, Sabrina, since you're being honest, I'm going to go ahead and be honest too. Girl, I had that same energy and feeling today myself. Unlike you, Sabrina, I don't think that mine is unwarranted. 
I feel like that is the energy these people. I feel like sometimes people just take you for granted, and I just feel taken for granted. You know what? He told me a long time ago. Always had the resume updated, not for any particular reason, just for funsies. Not for any listen. <laughs> Anybody who listens to this, we love our jobs. We don't. We don't want to go anywhere. We're just venting. Okay, it's the two. Listen, I will say this: all three of us. We have great times at work together. We do. We enjoy what we do. I think we talked a little bit, like, yeah, like last week or so. Yeah, yeah, I heard somewhat of our dream jobs and what we want to do, and we feel like we're walking in that in some way, shape, or form. Yes. Probably some certain things that we may want to tweak if we had all, I guess you could say, full control or mm-hmm. whatnot. But sometimes certain things do get on your nerves when you're at work. Now I can say that today, as we record this, your boy didn't go to work today. I was Ooh, off. What? I had a sick day. Um, had a few things to do, had two different doctor's appointments. And I was just like, I'm not going to be running from one side of town back to work and then leave again. Um, so the time is, I usually try to get, if I have two appointments in one day, try to get them close in time. So I can just like be like, oh, I'll mm-hmm. do all of it in the morning and be in work in the afternoon. But it just didn't work out that way. So your boy was at the crib for like all of today outside of those two mm-hmm. appointments. But I will say that the same spirit that they feel in the one in the flip tables, we saw Jesus flip tables too when oh, things yeah. wasn't going right. So I'm just going to say that my sisters are just trying to be like Jesus in these streets. <laughs> Amen. Know? And with that, yeah. who are you inviting to the kitchen? <laughs> you know what? This energy actually reminds me a bit of the person that I'm going to invite to our table today. My girl, Chrissy Teigen. I know people may feel a certain type of way. She could be a controversial person. She's an American model, television personality, an author, an entrepreneur. And she is married to the John Legend. And you know, when I was looking at Chrissy Teigen, do you guys know that I am older than Chrissy Teigen by a few months? Chrissy's birthday is in November and mine is in September of this same year. So if y'all want to be nosy, y'all can go look up and find out how old I really am. But I could not believe it. Like some of these celebrities, like you look at them and they feel like so much older and mature. They just, well, they do be having their lives together. But, you know, she just seems so much older and greater. And I'm like, you the same age as me, girl? That was an aside. The things that I love about Chrissy Teigen, she is an author of two cookbooks that look so good. Well, her first book cookbook is called Cravings. It's a recipe for all the foods you want to eat. And that's the thing. Follow her on Instagram. And she's always like showing all the different foods she makes. And the other one is Cravings, Hungry for More. Like I always admire people who's really good at cooking and making recipes. Uh, I'm awful. Let me take that back. I'm not awful cooking. But it's not my strong suit. Also, the things that I love about Chrissy, she's a champion for women. She's always supporting and encouraging women. She's always being real about her life, which is one of the things that I really appreciate, especially in this culture where everyone's trying to be perfect and everyone's trying to give off these facades. She's a model for God's sake, but she just seems like a regular girl. Her feuds are the best. So if you ever want to laugh and some entertainment, go check some of that stuff out online. Recently, in the past few months, Chrissy did experience very tragic moments where she lost one of her children. She had a miscarriage or a stillbirth, I believe it was. Being able to walk her her fans through this moment. There are so many women who were touched by her story. So many women that 
felt like they could resonate and connect with her through this tra tragedy and, and the tragedies that they've experienced in their own lives. And just seeing Chrissy be a champion for these women and just through her own pain and hurt was just like a beautiful experience for me on the outside watching, just to be like, you know what, as women, we all experience the same kind of struggles at times. And it doesn't matter if you're rich. It doesn't matter if you are married to John Legend. It doesn't matter, you know, what position you are in life. We have these struggles. And instead of always trying to be perfect online, Chrissy showed me we can be real online and that can be even more powerful than always trying to be perfect and showing people that, you know, you always have it together. You know, she's not perfect, but that's what I think makes her so relatable and her kind heart and all the things that she does to, to make this world a better place and scope of her atmosphere. So that's why I wanted to invite Chrissy Teigen to the podcast today. Love and appreciate you, girl. Definitely shout out to her and I don't know, it's always interesting. Like I, I always tell people it's not needed for celebrities to share their personal life, but it's always interesting to see them in that transparent or vulnerable state when they share, I guess you could say in the best way, the behind the scenes of what goes on in and through their life. Like for example, if she didn't share, she had like that stillbirth, like I would have never known. But I think that helped a lot of women and even fathers, exactly. like the dad goes through that as well. I guess resonate with that experience. I would say follow her on Twitter because her engagement oh, yeah. everyday fans is just priceless. But on Instagram, <laughs> I know recently she had posted like some behind the scenes of their son Miles like acting a whole fool during a Christmas mm. photo shoot. And that boy was just living his best life. Like, why are we doing all of this? Me and Miles was on the same spirit. Like, yeah, I feel you, bro. Oh I, I wouldn't be wanting to do Christmas pictures either. You know what, though, EB? I don't think that they owe us inside into their lives, but I also appreciate it's like because we always see them looking so perfect and people are trying to attain these things that they themselves aren't even on they got a whole team of makeup artists and some airbrushers and this that and the third and everyone's like well i want that booty i want this i want to look like that and then the, those celebrities themselves are like i don't even look like that and i think chrissy's like the first one that'd be like that ain't really me, you know. I love that about her. And I love her on Lip Sync Battle. So you should check out Lip Sync Battle. It's so much fun. And Chrissy is like the best. They have a cute little name for her on there. So shout out to Chrissy. Yay. Well, guys, we have a bag full of hot topics for you. And our first hot topic started off as a little heated discussion. And we just was like, you know, we got to bring this to the podcast and let the people hear what we think. And we want to hear what you guys think about this topic. Sabrina brought to our attention one day at the lunchroom, like how a lot of this stuff pops off, clip from The Breakfast Club. They were talking about that they believe that men should be rewarded for not cheating on their significant others. I feel like women should give men that are faithful credit for that. Like women will act like it's the same thing as a woman being faithful. And it's like, it's not the same thing. Like, honestly, it's not. But I just okay. feel like what you said is true because like I haven't cheated since October, 2016. That's fire. And I that feel like being sober, like, like literally Bruh, like I like, write that down, like in my mindfulness. And goals. I feel like, and the reason why I say this, because I feel like if women gave men credit for that, then men would appreciate it and it would encourage them to not do it more. It's almost like, it's just like, Okay, and you was being faithful. You supposed to do that. It's like it is a different. It's just not the same thing. I feel like it just doesn't come up if your man isn't cheating on you. Then you're not talking about it because everything's fine. Like with that. True, but I'm just saying, like, if you have a dude and he's faithful, like, I think that, like, you don't necessarily have to say thank you for being Wait, faithful. Baby, did you cheat yeah, today? Exactly. You don't gotta Come say on. thank you for being faithful. I'm just saying that. <laughs> Go start. <laughs> it should be, it should be looked at and given credit to. You get what I'm saying? Like, in my opinion, because it's like it's something that 
like it's not an easy thing to it's do. It's hard for, men. for women to not cheat too, though. Y'all gotta give uh, us credit. Too. What? That's what I'm saying. It's all like, like it's not just Birkin bags flying around and <laughs> some some women. I know these Birkin bags. No more some buying women. bags. For- that can't, can't afford one. 2020, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> no, but I'll tell you why I give myself credit. I give myself credit because I feel like... like when I was cheating, I was feeding my ego. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, that's literally that's all really it what is. it is. That's all yeah. it is. That's really it's all what it is. ego play. So, being that I haven't done that in four years, I realized that I'm not leading with ego anymore. Yeah. I don't have that yeah. wounded ego anymore. Exactly. You know what I mean? I feel exactly. more whole and healed. During that, Evie was stretching because he knows I'm coming for him. When we talked about it, it got very heated. I grew up in the type of family where I'd be like, hey, mom, little Sally's parents give her $10 for every A. What do I get? Nothing, because that's what you're supposed to do. We don't get credit for breathing. We don't get credit for walking, doing the simple things of life. I do not believe men should get credit or rewarded for not cheating, because like my mom and dad told me, that's what you're supposed to do. I won't necessarily say I'm in disagreement with the total statement, but I do partially agree, because I feel like that both entities should be rewarded for not cheating. If that's the case, then there should be no celebration. Your one year anniversary, your five year, your 10 year, like you're rewarding that person for their faithfulness to you, for their love to you, for their commitment to you. Now, in the case of reasons, I don't follow him that much to know his normal thought pattern. I don't know him, he ain't that popular to me. But when he said that men should be rewarded for not cheating, I said, I agree, because I feel women should be rewarded for not cheating as well. That's just part of the marriage. If that's not the case, I'm not saying you just deaf for nothing. Like the reward can be in various ways. You don't got to get a Birkin bag like Angela Yee said, but people get rewarded. Like I got a ring on my wedding day. I'm assuming I got it because not cheating in my relationship or a sign of I'm expecting you to be faithful to me every time that I wear this ring that I'm wearing right now. Every if time, not, not when you're just wearing it all the time, Evie, when you're not wearing it too. Well, when you're not wearing it, then ain't you not married? No, you could have no, taken it off for whatever oh my reason. Gosh. <laughs> All three of us are married. When we got married, what did they say? This is a sign of your love when you put this ring on. So when you take the ring off, what does that mean? But you also signed a contract that you didn't have to wear. And I wish you would tell me that excuse. Oh, I didn't have my ring on. (laughs) Do you know of couples who are together? Neither one of them has cheated. And they still have a trash relationship. Yes or no? I would say I don't, but I can see that that... I don't know that specifics, but yes, I can see that definitely being the case. BB, do you know of any married people whose relationship is not 100 and neither one of them has cheated? No, I can't say that off the top of my head. Okay, well, I know couples, neither one of them have cheated, but their relationship isn't anything I would aspire to. I say all that to say, you're not, when me and Doug celebrated our one year anniversary, it wasn't just because neither one of us cheated. There are a lot of factors that go into that. And I respect the fact that you said, okay, both should be rewarded. But in this conversation that these group of people were having, it was very much focused on should a person, not even a man, should a person be rewarded for doing the thing that they're supposed to do? Now, we did get heated at lunch because somebody either, I brought it up or someone else said, well, Sabrina, would you reward somebody who has been addicted to any substance and they're celebrating their sobriety? And I said, absolutely, because I felt like that was different. And EB, I believe you did not agree with me. So do we want to go into that? Yes, we definitely can't go into that. We absolutely can't. totally different. During that conversation, the notion came up of what you just mentioned, right? 
when it's a one year or 30 days or five years, 10 years, whatever it is, people who have, I guess you could say, disconnected themselves from some form of abuse. Most common ones is either alcoholism or a certain substance or pills or whatnot. These people are rewarded for what some people believe to do what you're supposed to do. Now, other people feel that when a person is addicted to a specific drug, that that's some form of imbalance in their brain. But for some people who say that this is something that's going on with them. And I would say that's the same thing with someone who cheats. Like you mean to tell me, and I'm not talking about a crazy like, oh, I went all out for my wedding type of thing. But you have said most times in front of family and friends and for those who are faith believing individuals before God and before whatever state you live in, your clerk of court, that this is the person you want to be with for the rest of your life to death you part. And then for whatever reasons, you find a way to veer left or veer right within that relationship. And it's like something must be wrong in your brain that this is not what you want to do. So for me, I'm just thinking, if these people can be rewarded for not doing drugs, why can't this person be rewarded for not cheating? So you're saying that, you know, because people have these chemical imbalances or things in their brain, does that come from taking the drugs or was that there before they took the drugs? If you have that whatever is in your brain and you never take drugs, then do you not ever become an addict? No, because you didn't turn that switch on. So if you get married and you don't ever engage in the infidelities, I don't agree that you should be rewarded for doing the right thing. When you do these celebrations for sobriety, that's a reward. You are celebrating. Anniversaries are a celebration. It's not a reward that you are saying, yay, we did it or you did a great job. A reward is like, you know what? You did good. Let me give you this. Let me do that. You can celebrate without any exchange. What do these men want? A clap, pat on the back. What are the rewards? I'm not against what reasons shared as far as saying that men should be rewarded for not cheating. Now, him saying that it's more difficult for men, I'm not going to necessarily say that. I think depending on the person, like it's some males who it's not very hard for them not to cheat or some females not very hard, but it's some males and some females, just both who have a certain people who attract them where it's like depending on the relationship one person might get more play than the other person when they out and about and it, but that's not a i don't think that's a gender specific thing I not compare someone who and i do think it's a chemical imbalance someone who has an addict or predisposition to that and then they turn that switch on compare what they're going through to someone who's just like I'm lazy. I don't want to do the work in a relationship. So I'm going to cheat. And especially in this situation, the guy literally said it was because he had low self-esteem. Go take therapy. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have, that is not some chemical imbalance in him. Sometimes it's just, some people are just disrespectful. Some people just Mm -hmm. lie. Some people just don't know they're little people like children and adult bodies. And I don't think we can compare somebody who struggles with addiction now i know there are sex addicts out there and all that and that's kind of down a different road uh but someone who struggles with alcoholism or drugs to be like yeah they get rewarded for sobriety so if i don't cheat i should get rewarded no maybe you should just be single so you can date whoever you want and then you don't have to worry about commitment that is very true so what would be the difference like from what you just mentioned a little bit as far as like a sex addict or a person having low self-esteem, because some people turn to certain drugs mm-hmm. when they feel lonely, when they feel low self-esteem, when they feel depressed. And that's the same thing. I would I don't know people, like I don't, I don't have a person who I can run to right now and say, oh, this married individual cheats. Hey, why do you do this? Well, let me, I lie, I'm lying. I got a couple of people I know. But for some of them, it's kind of like what, what was mentioned. And that was more so from what Charlemagne had said in that clip of like, when I was doing it, it was per my ego. 
like mm-hmm. where I feel like this is intentional or this is kind of like on purpose. Like I felt like I was feeding my ego. And then when I got to a point where he started to see a therapist, he was like, I need to stop craving this thing on the outside. And I'm not saying that nothing going wrong with him in the inside, but he found what was the, I guess the it problem or the thing beneath the thing. And then he switched gears really, really quick. But it's some people who like, it's the same reason some people take drugs. It's like, I'm lonely or I'm isolated from the world. And like, I use these as coping mechanism. And for some people, they find that instant gratification in, I guess you could say, dating outside of their marriage or having so why don't sex they outside like of their marriage. Just being single. Or if that's the case, and I'll do a stereotypical example, then should women get credit for not running up their credit card bills behind their husband's back? Should a woman get credit for not running up their credit cards behind their husband's back. Yeah, like me and these um, red bottoms, which I don't have, (laughs) but if I did, like I got a whole bunch of those. Let's say I did that once. Just like that guy was like, I cheated in October. In October, I ran up our joint credit card, $50,000. I didn't say a word to Doug. He just found out when they called him at work collections. They were like, (laughs) Doug, line nine, what? And then when he came home, I was like, oh, I'm sorry, baby, all this and that. I was just, you know, my ego. Now, I haven't done it in a while. So should I get credit and be rewarded? That's going to be something that you and Doug would have to figure out. (laughs) But you reward Judith then for all the years that she did it after that. Because we all know sex and finances are the things that can kill a marriage if you don't have it on the right page, right? So she does this thing that breaks your trust. So that same guy, I bet you if someone presented him with that, he'd be like, no, they shouldn't. And then I would rebuttal to him then, and neither should you. And I would say in that, I agree. But for some people, I'm confident there's a guy out there right now who's saying, of course I will, because now I have my money that I can I can spend because so-and-so didn't spend it. Hold on. We went a whole 11 months, just say from January to November, nothing happened. Went a whole 11 months and you didn't spend anything from such and such account. Oh, December, we, we celebrate because last year around this time, we was $50,000 in the hole because you wanted to get Birkin bags and red bottoms and you wanted to fly to Bora Bora with the homies and not tell me about it. <laughs> but that's just me. To me. That but kind it, of stuff happens. I hear it on Dave Ramsey all the time. I'm like, how do you that is crazy. do that girl? And much more than 50,000, much more. I know people do have shopping addictions and stuff like that. So should they I get think- rewarded? You can celebrate and reward yourself for whatever you want to. You'd be like, you know what? I worked out today. I can reward myself with whatever I want to. You can do that. But should it be an expectation? I don't think so. Because then you can reward yourself. For, I went to work for five days this week. I took out my garbage for five days this week. Like you can re- reward yourself for anything. If you want to reward yourself, reward yourself. But don't expect anybody else to reward you for doing what you're supposed to do. Now, like I'm with Sabrina. If you go above and beyond and I want to be like, you know what? Thank you for X, Y, and Z. Fine. Let's do that. Not cheating on your spouse is the bare minimum that you could do. The bare minimum. And you know what this reward is? Me, sucker. I'm the Because I'm still here. And our relationship is the reward and our joy and our happiness. Yes, Sabrina, yes. Like, let's say you do a 20-year vow renewal. In that renewal, are you going to be like, and thank you so much for not cheating on me ever. I've never, it sounds crazy. Cause it's a bear. It's like, that is what you're, we're coming full circle. That to, that's what you're supposed to do. I do think Evie made a strong argument in the beginning when he said, listen, if you reward one, reward the other, I do think that's fair. I'm going to stand my ground on 
just the idea that unless someone is a sex addict, and that's not as common as people try. Some people are just trash and then they try to throw that label in there. But unless they are that, I don't think it's the same thing as people who really struggle with, they are. with addictions. I don't. And then how do I know? Maybe couples who experience that really do celebrate that. And they just don't celebrate it openly because, publicly, yeah. you know, people try to, you know, talk into your relationship and blah, 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 blah. But I know one thing, it's not going to be no celebration over here. It's going to be, <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> move forward. I do appreciate what you did say, Sabrina. The celebration is the great marriage. The celebration is the peace of mind that you ain't got to be worried about this and worried about that. The celebration is we got a good relationship here. That's the celebration. That's the recognition. That's the appreciation. That would be the same thing if somebody stands single. Well, yeah, I mean... No, I'm just saying, if a person stays single, like, that's the great celebration for that person to be single. If they choose that, that's the reward. His comment was not so much a celebration, but he's saying his current girlfriend should give him rewards for not cheating. So my response was his reward is a solid, beautiful relationship. And Evie... Are you saying that the actual reward would be him being single? No, I wouldn't say that. The reward, well, in his case, possibly, because I don't know him. (laughs) It might be the reward. And I don't know her, so I can't speak into that. Like we just said, we're not speaking into people's relationships. But I'm saying, like, if we're saying that the bare minimum is marriage and your celebration is being married, then what would be, that would be the equivalent for somebody who's single. Like, your celebration is you being single and you living your own life. But I would disagree with marriage being in that relationship or marriage as that being the bare minimum with looking at a lot of people not being able to even do the bare minimum. Like, marriage is not just one thing. No, I know it's not one thing, but there's a lot of things at the bare minimum. It's like a standardized testing. There's, like, the standard. Like, it's not just one thing. There's several things on the standard, but these are the bare minimum things that you should be able to do if you're committing to this relationship. Now, like Sabrina said, if you can't do those things, then you shouldn't enter into the relationship. But if you're going to enter into the relationship, there's a few things that you got to, you know, here are the criteria of joining a marriage. Now, should you be rewarded for just meeting the criteria? That's like when you do your review at work, meets expectations. <laughs> These are the expectations. You need to meet the expectations. You don't get you a rate above them the and you can be below. You know what that guy really needs? He needs an annual review for his relationship. For the cheating, it just for that bubble, meet expectations. I suspect that this man probably falls below in other categories, just from hearing him talk about this. You know, I don't know, but I would love to get his girlfriend, I doubt he's married, to get his girlfriend on the podcast and ask her, where are we at with these expectations? <laughs> very, very good things to ponder. Oh, and I like hearing it from a male's perspective. I put y'all on mute and I ran to the side and I asked my husband, hey, babe, do you feel like men should get? And he was like, nah. And I was like, that's <laughs> right, Doug. That's right. <laughs> so, Sharika, you have some other good news for us? Yeah. Well, I saw that Floyd Mayweather saying that he's ready to fight Logan Paul. EB, do you know about this? Have you heard about this? I do know about it. And my household, we definitely purchased a fight for February 2021st. It's already booked and ready to go. It's already booked and ready to go. All I got to do is just press play on that day. And I was one of the people I actually tweeted in Instagram, Floyd Mayweather, and said, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. But on the the night that Mike Tyson and Roy Jones fought, it was $40 a piece. And they had Mm. 1.5 million pay-per-view buys. 
you do the math, that's around $60 million for that one night. I don't know how much they had to pay their celebrities and entertainers, but I'm pretty sure that they all walked away with a nice, hefty cash disbursement. Just knowing Floyd Mayweather, him being the ultimate businessman that he is, where some, even Forbes, say that he's possibly a billionaire right now. And you can look it up. This is not just EB talking. For those of you who are out there, like it's some statements where Forbes say he's likely a billionaire because of some of his assets and mm. his business ventures and things like that. And he's still one of the people who maybe his last three or four fights and all of them has excess over a hundred million dollars. He have not cashed any of those checks. Wow. Like they're literally Why? just sitting there. Because he don't need it. But well, why not cash it? Put it in the bank, though. He said it's it for his bank. kids and grandkids. I'm not going to tell that man what to do. He got more money than me, so he must be a better businessman than Put me. some interest on it. Go talk to him. So I think he sees this fight with Logan Paul as a nice payout. And maybe he's here to to help us out for what Nate Robinson did. I was the, just going to say, if community. he's doing it for the racism, I'm for it. But I'm just like, Logan Paul, are you really trying to put yourself out here to get killed by Floyd Mayweather, that's the concern for me. Logan, Floyd is true to this and been on this, okay? He ain't new to this. This is his profession. He's been doing this since he was a youngster. Is Logan ready for this? He's absolutely not. <laughs> he gonna be looking like Nate. <laughs> that's a good chance. I'm just scared for Logan Paul. I think he's in over his head. And I'm just like, Floyd, is, is, he's like registered. His hands in our registered weapons. Are they? Yeah. Like yeah, he, he can't fight a regular person. People still be watching people fight. That stresses me out. I really can't do it. I can't believe Evie purchased it. I remember when I was younger, my grandma, like people would get together with my grandma or even my Uncle Rex, the one that had big Thanksgivings, and watch pay-per-view fights. And I was just like, how are people... Because it's just people punching each other. That's yes. the one thing. Two, I feel like Logan is probably in a very cocky place right now. You know, imagine it's you, Sharika. You've knocked out two people. And one of the people you knocked out is a great athlete. And he just became a meme. So he's on <laughs> him. And then even so, let's say you're Logan and you do get knocked out. Like Evie said, some people are just about that bottom dollar. Okay. Mm. Right now, today, someone can knock me out for a good $5 Because guess what? I ain't dead. I'll hop back up. I'll have enough for the hospital will you? I will. Will you? After I take that little nap, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be where EB, Bora Bora, just like you talked about. Living it up. And that's the other thing. It's like, I will say this though, for Logan Paul, it's like, if I get knocked out, I'll be okay with getting knocked out by Floyd Mayweather. Like, not like it's a regular person. That's true. So it's just that's like, who did you lose to? Yeah. I got one loss and it was a Floyd Mayweather. You know how much I, I got? Say, I got 10 million from that fight. Like, I'll be okay. How many championships has Floyd Mayweather won? It's like... So he won zero heavyweight championships. But welterweight, I mean, he got thank like you. Yeah. <laughs> what up with them weights are? I don't know other weights. <laughs> but he got, he got a, he's still the undisputed champion. He's 50 and 0, his official 50 boxing 50 and 0. And this man, so. did, and Logan, how many, how many fights have you had at all in total? Just two. Two <laughs> to 50? He's undefeated with 50. Well, they're both undefeated, so... Two to 50, I mean, you take your odds. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm going for Floyd, definitely. But I'm just saying, they're okay. both undefeated. If, if you had to fight somebody with the odds of 50 and 0 and 2 and 0, who are you I'm going? Go, I'm going with the 2 and 0. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but Sharika, you do it for the millions. Come on, girl. What if you, what if you don't wake back up? Not everybody gets heard of someone up. dying in the ring. Yes, people yes, have died people in the have ring. It's a few people who have died in the ring, actually, in boxing and in UFC, actually. But boxing, yeah. It's a good four or five who have died. Like, just thinking of people who have prepared their whole life to these big-name fights, end up getting a championship fight, fighting, getting laid out on the mat, 
and literally the last time family members and friends see them is them laid out on the mat because they get rushed to the ER and then they're in a coma or something and then until their untimely demise. Did person go to jail after that or? Nah, like, well, like it's been a few cases where families have filed lawsuits, but typically what happens is like the boxer usually just relinquish his earnings because he was like, I didn't meet, like we just fighting. Like, it's not and like I, I didn't try to do that. sign a waiver or something be like. Just like when you go into surgery, you sign that paper, I made that, blah, blah, blah. Like you don't even pay attention to what you signing, but they have all those little, those little thin lines in there that saying, you might die from this. And it's just like, that ain't typically what happened to the doctor unless it was like a medical malpractice. Well, prayers for, are we praying for Logan? I don't know. I'm definitely not. I can't pray for no racist. I ain't praying for no racist. I don't know about if he's racist or not. I was kind of introduced to him when Evie let us know about him the other week. There is a little boy in our neighborhood who calls Doug that when he sees him. But me and I didn't even know who Jake Paul was, so we had to Google it. Oh, that's the Logan's brother. He's like a little 10-year-old. Um, Yeah, so I'm not going to offer the prayers. Okay. Um, they're going to go on the same list as Melania, the one that <laughs> I don't pray for. Not because of hard feelings, but because my real list that I actually have. I mean, and I think God knows, too. He's going to be like, come mm-hmm. on, girl. You're really mad trying <laughs> to pray for them. But I do pray they, in general, that they both walk away with their lives because I didn't know boxing was that serious. And now I'm just even more against it because imagine watching something for entertainment. Well, I guess the Romans did it all the time. Just watch people get killed by the Mm -hmm. lion. But Mm -hmm. my heart can't take it. I can't do it. I was going to say, is there a fight party? Are we in? Are we I got to see how the COVID's looking because it's definitely still here. And I'm just so thankful that I haven't gotten it yet when so many people are still getting it. And I'm just, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. I just was talking to my mom and she was saying one of her friends friend went into the hospital for like a heart procedure and and got the COVID. Didn't go in with the COVID, but got the COVID at the hospital. Wow. I was just like, that is awful. Does the hospital get sued for that? Is that in the waiver? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. We're talking Lauren London right now. As most people will know, not too long ago, Lauren London's love of her life, Nipsey Hussle, was murdered. Following his murder, men have basically been I won't say they're propositioning her, but basically, definitely letting their interests be known for her and, you know, how they would love to be with her and and so on. And I'll just keep it at that. Let your imagination go. If your friend or homie passes on, is there surviving loved one fear game? Personally, I feel like if Doug passed, I would not get married again just because, listen, I didn't think I was going to get married the first time. I lived a very happy single life. I do live a happier life with Doug, but I'm really not going to be out here in these streets. You know, I'm going to, I had my one, the love of my life, and I moved on. But I don't think it's wrong. But so would you feel disrespected if you Doug passes and you're at, you know, you go on and you have your funeral. Some of Doug's coworkers come and celebrate his life. Shortly after, one of them coworkers hit you up. We're like, well, you know, my man Doug's gone. Are you available tonight? Are you lonely tonight? Are you feeling a certain type of way about that? Only because I don't find any of them attractive um, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, <laughs> nor physically. So I would just feel like, ill. But hey, if I like them, I don't know that I would feel some type of way. They're probably trying to comfort me. They're probably trying to be kind in their own special way. But I do feel like there is a time and place. And, you you know, I can't put a time on grief. I don't know what that would be like for each individual person. But I tell Doug all the time, if I die tomorrow, 
I, I hope you get married again. I pray you do. You don't have to be single for the rest of your life just because I have passed. Like we said till death, not till after death. That's rude. And that's wrong to try to hold somebody from the grave. But let's hear a male's perspective. Yes. What part of it am I answering? Am I okay. dead or? But do you feel it's disrespectful to, you know, pursue a dead homie's loved one? I would say for me, in my case, there's no way I'm rapping with none of Judith homegirls if she if something were to happen to her. That's just like, it just don't even make sense to me. And I feel like it's extremely disrespectful for you to talk to your homies, I guess you could say in this case, widow, because you're talking about their spouse. Yeah. Well, like, they what? weren't married, but yeah, like, but his baby mother, you know. Man, baby mama, I know in this case, you're talking about Lauren London, but it's a yeah. general statement of yeah. just someone that a person was in love with. Like, it's extremely disrespectful, unless, if it's your homie. Now, if it's not a homie, then you're free to do whatever you want. But if it's somebody, like, if it's somebody who used to hang with Judith or somebody who done came through my crib, somebody who done said, what's up with me, somebody who done posted on my wall, said, congratulations when we got married, somebody who saw pictures and said, y'all look so beautiful, blah, 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 and something would have happened to her, and then they try to slide in my DMs, it's going to be the opposite. No, I can't even say it because we're on a podcast. It's gonna, but it's going to be a big University of Florida to them. Let me say that. Oh <laughs> I don't know God. if y'all can. Hopefully, our listeners can use their imaginations. The opposite of U.S., to that person, because I'm going to be extremely. First but of all, what, if, what if they met it? Like, congratulations, y'all did look beautiful, but now she's no longer here. Maybe we can look beautiful together. And I'm going to tell them that there is a special place in hell for them. <laughs> but I hope they make it to heaven. I would tell them there's a lot. Like, actually, I was just, as you mentioned that, though, I was just listening to something the other day. It's a podcast in Haiti that I've been trying to listen to just because it's funny what Haitians be diving into, especially when they're mm-hmm. speaking Creole. But it was like, basically, that guy was saying it's like, seven or eight billion people in this world but it's like five or six billion females four billion guys no way everybody is meant for somebody some people are meant from what we were talking about earlier to cheat because it's just it's plethora out there for those people and i'm like this no. is really his logic i'm just saying this was his logic and he had a whole bunch of people who had dived in with him and i'm like no that just means a lot of people are meant to be single and some people meant to pair up if that happened but for me it's no way that i would pursue any of her homies and it's i would say hundred and fifty percent chance that I wouldn't get married, but I would probably pull my future and belong to these streets after that. It just oh wouldn't be none of her homies. <laughs> I heard EB said if anybody, if Judith wants to move on with after him. Oh, Judith could definitely move on. It just they better not move on into my house. They better <laughs> not move on into any of my joints. They better not touch none of my clothes. Like for my few family members who listen to the podcast, my nieces and nephews, unless Judith want to keep my items as a memorabilia for herself these shoes are yours unless she tell you no but if you see any other dude wearing anything that belongs to your uncle eb you have all right full reign to just tap them on the shoulder and say hey i need those take take them off they might be his jordan oh, i said if it's mine so i'm just saying, like how would you know though how would they, they know? Would know they would know in the spirit <laughs> that's fair would speak to them them eb shoes if my spirit can roam this world, oh my goodness, I'm definitely hunting my people. I'm just going to be out here. They better hope I make it to heaven while I won't be focused on what's going on down here. I feel like there's a time, a respectable time. I don't know what the respectable time is, but there should be a time. But also, it's how you go about it. If you out here on the interwebs really shooting your shot, that's a bit disrespectful to me. Because if your intention is to hook up with them, I don't care how you come at it. It just seems a little sleazy. But you know what? Sabrina said, you know, life is worth the living. And if you if you shouldn't have to be single for the rest of your life, but I feel like it's awkward and weird and kind of gross. 
It comes down, I think what Evie said, it depends on how close they were to that couple. Mm -hmm. And there's like that line of respect. A stranger, I think Evie and you are saying, has a little bit more string than someone who was close to the family or the couple. But people be saying best friends and siblings and stuff like that. People, oh, it's people. A, well, it's some people be like they definitely be locked in on because someone be locked in into that old Old Testament mindset of if a spouse falls away, then the the widow or the sibling supposed to marry. Yeah, so like people. Okay, that's the up. only part of the Old Testament they be about. They don't be <laughs> eye for an eye. They don't be doing any of the other stuff. People just be locked in what they want to be locked in. On. They go pull their scriptures out one by one. Be like, this fits me. They probably coerce the girl too. Be like, this is what the Bible say. Then you say you was a believer. They ain't even read the other parts of saying that it says that it's a a, a widow with no kids. So a family name, but she probably got four or five kids. Now you playing uncle and stepdaddy, which is super weird. <laughs> Like it's all types of crazy. Wow. I mean, I don't know because if it's someone close to you and you guys may be mourning together, then all of a sudden the feelings start to grow. Oh, and sudden. I mean, that's <laughs> so. But it's like you know, I'm sad. You're sad. Let's be sad together. Oh, now let's be you know a little more comfortable together than sad. I don't know. I can see it happening. People, I like Shania Twain. Love her. Her best friend was cheating with Shania Twain's husband. And they ran off together. And then Shania Twain and the best friend's husband, they're sad together. And now they're married. Yeah, that situation's a little bit different. I told y'all last week in the podcast, that's why you got to learn to live in this world and stand on your own two feet. And you ain't got no friends. How rude. Somebody would be trying to make a move on me while I'm mourning a loved one. How rude. That's ridiculous, though. So basically, these two best friends just basically swap husbands. Is that well, what you mean? Well, no, 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 no. One of the best friends was trash, and she stole Janiyah's husband. Well, see, I'm going to say she stole. He might have willingly left. No, she but they were having Janiyah gave an interview, and she was even talking to her friend about how she thought something was different about her husband, and she felt like he might be cheating. And the very friend he was cheating with was like reassuring her like no girl there's no one else everything's fine her friend but i'm saying the husband may be trash too it might not just be trash that's what i'm saying so she might not have stole he may have willingly ran off but either way they were hooking up and cheating on each other then the spouses well you know well i'm sad you're sad this sucks this sucks you know and then all of a sudden it was years later though yeah okay saying i was gonna say because i'm just thinking in my head if it's me it's like Heck no, I don't want to talk to you. Like, why you ain't have your house in order? Like, if you would have had your house in order, then we would have never had this problem. But you got your girl running away. Yeah, now, I will say, yeah, like, it's no way. Um, if I was him, I'm just like, like, now, granted, that's a different story because I don't know, if, I don't know who the guy is now, but like, it's Shania Twain. So he probably just thinking, like, oh man, I won. Just kind of like a married up because of who she is as an individual, who she is as a celebrity. But it's like, what I hear from the outside in, not knowing the situation, just like two marriages just switch spots. And that, just like, I you mean, go there, I go that's here. what happened. And like, that's just ridiculous to me. They both got betrayed. And like Sharika said, maybe they found comfort because it's yeah. awkward because both sets had kids and they were family friends. I think over the years, just the hurt, like Sharika said, maybe they found comfort and right. one another. I wish we could interview some old couples who be moving on quick and just get their perspectives. You know how I feel about that. I know, I won't talk about it on the pod, but it would be interesting to just hear because some of these people, they were friends when all of their partners were living. And then, you know, I think loneliness plays a huge part of it. And maybe people just be having second choices lined up and ready to go. Like, hey, if something happens, 
second, third, fourth, whoever's alive. This I is feel like I've heard that before. I feel like I've heard people say, if anything ever happened to me, I think you and Sally and Tina or whoever, that would be a good person for you. Now, listen, if I go, I don't mind if my husband moves on, even though he said he never would, but I'm not setting him up with suggestions. That's for him to figure out when I'm gone. I'm not out here being like, well, you know, I think no, because you might get ideas and start moving on before I'm gone. So I'm not giving you no suggestions. I had to basically say that no matter really what happens, if anybody ends up passing, Hopefully it's none of us three or our spouses anytime soon. No, no, but yes. the other person has the privilege of choosing. Like even if somebody pursues a, an individual, that person still got to choose. He or she got to make that decision of, yeah, I'm cool with this person pursuing me. I might be vulnerable and not in the right, you know, Hey, that's part mind. of the game. They part of the game. Not in the right discerning mind. That's why people like be Sabrina cheating. said, they might be, she's thinking, oh, they're there to help comfort me. And next minute they know, you know, they're over there trying to give you a kiss. And you're like, wait, what? People be trash out here. Sabrina hit me with the Kanye shirt. <laughs> because it's only trash if you don't want to receive it. That's like if you don't true. want that. And I think most people have a pretty good discerning spirit. Unless someone's a total creeper and hops on you out of nowhere. And that has happened before. But, you know, like for the most part, you can tell if someone's trying to talk to you that way. And if you're not about it, you can be like, hey, I'm not ready for that. And then that's the end of it. Or you can egg it on. So it goes back to what Evie said of the choice is theirs to make. Whatever your thoughts are, drop us a comment on any of our social medias. We would love to hear from you guys. All right, Sabrina, what you got for back in the day, friend? Okay, so I have a name that tune for you guys. This is a song that evokes the sights and sounds of Christmas as anticipation builds for the holiday, making us think of happy people bustling beneath Christmas lights on sidewalks and hear the sound of ringing bells, which only happens this time of year. What Christmas carol are we talking about? We wish you a Merry Christmas. Oh, I said silver bells. Yes, yeah, Sharika, come, ah! come on. Now we wish you, well, does wish for you a Merry Christmas have bells in it? I don't know. No. I don't know. I can't even, I don't know. No. <laughs> so bells are rung to announce an important life event, either happy or sad. They're rung at weddings and funerals, but at Christmas time, they're rung to announce the birth of Jesus. The ringing of bells goes back to pagan rituals. They rang bells to keep evil spirits away, and bells were a part of many of their winter celebrations. As the Christian holiday of Christmas was placed on a date used for the celebration of other pagan deities to encourage convergent Christianity, bells were incorporated into the Christian holiday, bringing on silver bells. This carol was actually written for a movie called The Lemon Drop Kid in 1951. It was written by Jay Livingston and Ray Evans, who were very reluctant to write a Christmas song as new ones had never made the top 10 list. Their uncertainty about taking on such a project also stemmed from the fact that their contracts were coming due and they had not written a hit in a long time. So basically, they felt like another flop would have sealed their fate. Because the studio was insistent on a new Christmas song being written for this movie, the duo wrote a song based on department store Santa's and Salvation Army workers tinkling their bells 
on New York street corners. The bells are a long-standing tradition of the Salvation Army, which sends out troops to stand by kettles and ring bells to solicit donations around Christmas time. Jay Livingston told American Songwriter Magazine in the July, August 1988 issue, the year I was born is when this he said this. <laughs> he said the song originally had a different title. We wrote a song called Tinkle Bell about the tinkly bells you hear at Christmas from the Santa Clauses and the Salvation Army people. We said, this is it. This will work for the picture. So I took it home and played it for my wife. She said, you wrote a song called Tinkle Bell? Don't you know that word has a bathroom connotation? So he went back to his partner, Ray, and told him we have to throw the title out. The word tinkle was replaced with silver and the rest, as they say, is history. Among the many other hit records the duo have written are two Academy Award winning numbers, Buttons and Bows, and Que Sera Sera, Wherever Will Be Will Be. They joined Johnny Marks with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Irving Berlin with White Christmas on the list of Jewish songwriters who composed famous Christmas songs. Silver Bells became a huge hit when Bing Crosby recorded a duet of the song with Carol Richards, securing the employment of Jay and Ray with Paramount Pictures and providing the world with a much-loved Christmas musical tradition. I had no idea that people rang bells for announcements and things like that. I just thought it was just like for attention, not really to like celebrate thing and about Jesus' birth. I didn't know that. You've never yes. heard uh, churches ring bells or anything or seen bells at the top of cathedrals and all that? I thought it was for like the time or something. We <laughs> <laughs> learn something new every day. You're good. Well, actually, you know, in the sound of music, they had bells. I still don't really know why the bells were rung. I just remember the kid ringing the bell. Well, I, who, well, I why guess was it? why. Oh, but oh, it wasn't a wedding, I guess. So maybe it was a wedding or a birth or something. I just thought, oh, it's 12 o'clock. Let's ring the bells. I didn't learn something new today. Evie, what are you expounding on? Today, I am expounding on something that happened a very, very long time ago. Long time ago, I used to be like, sad just hearing about it because it sounded like it was like very very terrible today as i read about it i'm still very very sad about it but within that sadness for all of our people who are out there who bleed the red the blue and the white of our lovely flag those of you who consider yourself americans we know that this week or this past monday i guess you could say december 7th 79 years ago that something very very terrible happened on a few islands right we, we know it for what happened in hawaii but when i had did some research i didn't know that the japanese did more than just pearl harbor i didn't know that they had attacked hong kong i didn't know that they had attacked guam i didn't know they had attacked the philippine islands or wake islands or midway islands i thought it was just pearl harbor on that day but it seems like these individuals knew what they was doing and they really wanted to destroy all of the Midwest. Most of that, you can just go back and just listen to former president or the late president, Franklin Roosevelt's speech, and he's highlighting all these different things that took place. But the part that took me by surprise as I did just a little bit of research is what happened post a lot of World War II stuff. The internment of Japanese Americans or the captivity or what I would consider the enslavement of Japanese Americans in the United States, mainly during World War II, where these individuals was forced to relocate and placed in basically concentration camps on the West Coast, where it was about 120,000 people of Japanese ancestry, most of whom lived on the Pacific Coast. 
talking about 62% of these individuals who was in prison were United States citizens. Sounds familiar? I know African-Americans have dealt with this. I know some of our natives have dealt with this. I know some even Chinese who have dealt with this. I'm just wondering how bad does a place have to be where because of your ancestry or the color of your skin or the lineage of your family, where people decide to put you and people who look like you basically in jail, where they control who you are. All that to say, coming up in a few days, if you're listening to this podcast or this weekend on Saturday or Sunday, whenever you're listening, we know that the Electoral College is getting ready to vote. And hopefully they do the right thing. And I'm saying the right thing, more so of what the people did, not saying one way or another. But my question to myself is, when was America great? Some people say, make America great again. Maybe it was when it was founded in 1776. You know, it was just some challenges with the natives of this land, but I guess that's not a big deal. Or maybe it was 100 years later from that point and we still had slavery going on. Maybe it was the early 1900s where women was trying to figure life out and just say, hey, I want a voice to vote. Maybe it was in the 50s when it was just crazy segregation going on. You know, women's rights, civil rights, Jim Crow laws, firefighters putting a whole bunch of water on people, sicking dogs on individuals can't drink out of this water fountain, can't sit at this restaurant counter, you know, all types of laws that cause all types of problems for us as a nation. Maybe it was the 60s when it was all this redlining and gentrification to start booming and letting people know that you're still at this low place because of the color of your skin. Maybe it was the 80s when our government had their hands in distributing communities, mainly black and brown communities with crack and cocaine. Nah, it had to be the 90s, right? With the crime bill that has unduly impacted one race more than any other. We can go on and on and on about different things that have happened in this beautiful or bad or terrible or great or piece of trash, whatever phrase you want to use for this nation. But I want you to think to yourself, when has this country been great or what does making it great look like for you? For me, it would be just going back to the I have a dream speech and hoping that those things could actually be true. That's part of it. Then other days, I'm like, I have no idea. Just want Jesus to return. And that's maybe when this nation will be great because those who, I won't say deserve to stay, but those who end up staying here, it'll be great for them because that's what they chose. For those of us who gets to leave this earth with Jesus, we'll be like, well, I'm good where I'm at. I don't think this nation is as great as people make it seem. It's a lot of wrongs that still haven't been made right. And I hope that as a nation, we find a way to come together. 2020 has been a very, very unique and unprecedented year. I hope 2021 is better, but I'm not sure if we're at that great part yet. I feel like I need to insert a slave hymn right now. (laughs) That's the mood. That's the vibe. Okay. (laughs) Thank you, Evie. That gave us a really good food for thought, especially when you asked us to ask ourselves, what is making it great look like for you? No, no problem. No problem. So... How about y'all? What y'all recommending for the people? Okay, so this week I have a podcast for you guys. It is by one of the guys that I really like. He's an actor. His name is Dax Shepard. I don't know where you may know him from, but I met him on the show Parenthood, which I love. And also married to Kristen Bell, if you know her, she's an actress. But he has this podcast called Armchair Expert. He has a lot of great guests on that podcast from some of his former co-workers, from a lot of the different shows that he was on, as well as just a lot of great celebrities 
from Matthew McConaughey to Sarah Gilbert, who used to be on The Roseanne Show, and his wife, Kristen Bell, has been on there. Tom Brady has been on there. Seth MacFarlane has been on there. Bill Gates to Ellen Pompeo from Grey's Anatomy. He just interviews a lot of people and I just love his little personality. And so I want to recommend Armchair Expert to you guys. It's a podcast by Dax Shepard. I'm going to once again start with what I'm not recommending. (laughs) And that is Netflix's Holly Star. Do not waste your Christmas movie time watching this movie. Take my word for it. It's trash. At the beginning of the movie, the main character, she's like a puppeteer and she's trying to pitch this idea for a commercial. And then they fire her and they said, it's just a no for us. My husband said, that's what they should have done with the whole movie. That was what's happening. (laughs) You know, I have to agree with him. I can't believe we could have watched one of the other classics from Hallmark, Disney, even Netflix's other movies. But Holly Star, don't waste your time, guys. So that brings me to the Netflix thing I am going to recommend. And forgive me, guys, because I didn't know that this was already a show. I hopped in on the holiday version of it. It is called The Holiday Movies That Made Us. In this series, you get to meet the actors, directors, and industry insiders who make the blockbuster movies that we love and that bring us together and give us the time of our lives. I watched the holiday movies that made us about the making of the movie Elf, which was so good. And I watched the one about the Nightmare Before Christmas. And you guys, the third episode is about Home Alone. And I can't wait to watch that one too. If you're into the arts like me, if you love theater and just movies in general, it'll be worth your time. Not Holly Star, but (laughs) the holiday movies that made us. EB, what you got? So, mine's is somewhat of what we just talked about, just different things that have happened throughout this nation. And it was something that I had no idea about. And I started reading a portion of the book, and I'm just like, I think more people should read this. But for over 70 years and five generations, the enslaved families of Prince George's County, Maryland, filed hundreds of lawsuits. Shout out to PG County. That's where, is this something bad? Because this is where I grew up in PG County. I don't think it's something bad, but shout out to where Sharika grew up in PG County. Um, Filed hundreds, I believe Kevin Durant grew up here too, filed hundreds of suits for their freedom against a powerful circle of slaveholders, taking their cause all the way to the Supreme Court. Between 1787 and 1861, these lawsuits challenged the legitimacy of slavery in American law and put slavery on trial in the nation's capital. The book I'm recommending you to read is A Question of Freedom, which asks us, you and I, to reckon with the moral problem of slavery and its legacies in the present day. I can tell you that the way the book feels and the way it looks to me right now, it's a quick read. Might get done with it probably by the end of this week. And I might chime back in and tell you what was some of my interesting parts about it. It's just talking about different lawsuits where basically those who were slaves was just like, this isn't right for me. So when we talk about people trying to fight back or attempting to or trying to figure it out, some families did. And others, of course, I'm not going to give up the book, but some people weren't as successful. So that's what I'm recommending for the people. I got to learn more about where I grew up. You I did not know should. anything about that. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Hot Takes and our invite and all that good stuff. Thanks for sticking with us through this episode. As always, if you're down with the squad, subscribe to the pod, share it with your nearest and dearest people. If you love them, you'll send them just a link of us talking about all this good stuff and why men should get a reward for <laughs> doing what's right. Not just playing. But if life tries to knock you down, make sure you kick back. Until next week.